0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. We're blessed. We're highly favored. We're a son of God, a daughter of God, and no weapon formed against us will prosper. In fact, every tongue that comes up against us shall be shown to be in the wrong. The greater one lives within us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We give you honor. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us words to live by, but they're not just words. They are full of power. They're energized. They're, They're sharp and powerful because you're in it. You are the word. God, we thank you. We have ears to hear and uh, hearts to receive from you today. Yes. We open up, uh, uh, Lord, in our heart a willingness to receive anything that you say to us. Yes. And not just to hear it, but to do it, to experience it, to walk it out. As we want the blessing, Lord. And blessed is, are those that look into the mirror of your word and don't forget who they are. And we thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, if you look uh, this little handout uh, I gave you, um, this is years, and probably over ten years ago. I did this, and um, but it's still it's it's the word, and uh, we might even put it on the website or something about called it twelve important steps to keep you on track for your healing, and really. Uh, what we run into a lot of times is, is getting a person uh, to keep their healing. And really the same things you do to get your healing, the same things you can do to keep your healing. And for some reason we think once we get it that we're not going to be attacked in that area, but it's just like me when I was, got saved, born again, I was attacked in that area several times, uh, many times, and especially when I went to church. I get attacked um, (laughs) very much there, and come get saved again. And until I accepted what God's word said that He had received me, I have received Him, and didn't me messing up, sinning, whatever, did not affect my relationship with Him. And and so I started moving forward then. But it's the same with uh, healing. The enemy, anything you get from God. The enemy's going to try and steal. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to be wise and know. Some of your biggest attacks are after big victories because he comes to discourage. He comes to um, bring destruction. And because he, he does that, we, we can know, we can be wise and know that he's coming to do that and be ready for him. And when he comes, we just tell him, no, get out. And we take authority over him. And we know that we have victory. So we shouldn't be surprised. And we have to emphasize, I think, more to those we minister to that the enemy is coming to steal. He's coming to take your healing. He's going to use people to come against you, your own family. Uh, when the doctors say I had prostate cancer, the hardest people i dealt with were those that loved me. And um, explaining to them that I was not going to have this surgery because I didn't feel led the Lord to have it. And, um, well, what about treatment? I wouldn't have any treatment. My treatment was going to be the Word of God. And, um, and nothing against someone that does. Because God uses doctors and there's nothing wrong with that. I say, if you're going to a doctor, you definitely want to use your faith because, they, their their science is not absolute. You're a guinea pig, so you want to make sure you got God uh, in on the scene in, in every case and in every situation. And and sometimes um, we we can easily get under condemnation or because we go to doctor or whatever. No, don't receive condemnation we know where that comes from but anyway uh, once this diagnosis came down i uh, also had people that felt very sorry uh, for me and you know the the pity the uh, the violin came out and um, said we're so sorry and uh, anytime you mention cancer it's the big c word that scares everyone fear Happens, And it's easy for that stuff to invade your life. You know, I had to stand against it. Um, and even with the doctors and what I went through with them, because they um, sent a certified letter to my house saying that you will die if you don't have the surgery. And um, we uh, have taken our hands off of you And I thought it was very rude of them to do without telling me. I had gone through a big thing with their insurance. I had asked them to retest me. And they would not, insurance would not spend the money or anything. And and so I believe I'm healed. And that did not, that went over like a lead balloon. (laughs) It just, you know, in fact, the person got very angry with me and and upset. So we're not going to do it again. And just, uh, that was it. So, uh, anyway, I get this letter in the mail. If I had known it was coming, I would have gotten home and intercepted this. Of course, it went straight to Ellen. She answers the door, and she reads, Your husband's going to die if he doesn't have the surgery. And um, and here we go, you know, with that, uh, which uh, I understand, you know, her position and everything, but it was tough. So I'm telling her, and she goes, Well, I, I trust that you hear the Lord and, and the right thing, but still emotions, and it would be a, a difficult, you know, situation. And, and then when my mom found out, Lord of mercy, you think yeah. I was, <laughs> you think I had killed somebody and and my sister and it's all the same thing and uh it was just um terrible. I was being selfish, I was um, in denial, I was on drugs, <laughs> I was and uh and, and these are people that you that you love and you understand, you know, where they're coming from and stuff, but we have these voices, we have so much uh come against us. But we have to, you have to almost leave the crowd. You know, it's like the, the, the woman um, crawling to get to, to Jesus to grab a hold of his, uh, his robe. She had to leave, you know, she's going through oppressive times. I mean, she is not supposed to be there. You're pressing, leaving everything behind. All the stuff you've been taught or maybe what your family's telling you. Stay in your location over here. You're illegal to even be in with a crowd and just impressing in. And I almost feel like we as ministers, we have to leave the crowd. I mean, there's just no two ways about this thing. You're either in or you're out. And you have to be just, um, you have to plant your foot down and say, no. That this is, this is the truth, and this is where I'm on walk. I had a person the, the other day they were telling me that you had mentioned they're listening online to we have Healing Center. All the teachings are on, online, and they're listening online. And uh, one of the teachings I'd done said you've got to understand or believe that God is, is good all the time and he wants you to be healed in order to receive. And they said, well I was reading about what God did in the Old Testament and you you said he's always good and talked about he wiped out some people on the stuff. I said, Well, you have to take it like this. If the word says he's good, there's no evil in him, then what he did in the Old Testament was good. Now, they just, their mind just could not take that. I said, that's what the word says he's good. He does no evil. There's no evil in him. There's not even a shadow of it. Then what he did in the Old Testament was good. I said, another way of looking at it, he was bringing in Jesus into the earth. And he had to do some things to keep some people that would believe for this from getting wiped out. And he used sacrifice. People in the Old Testament got saved. They got saved the same way the people in the New Testament got saved. It's by faith. By faith. So, so those things that he did that are not fun to read and (laughs) were for good. They were for good. It was to bring Jesus Christ into earth that we could have a Redeemer, a Savior, a Lord. And... You have to get that way, uh no matter what it looks like out there. His word is absolute truth, absolute authority, and it's like the old uh game show uh what's your final answer? <laughs> the Bible, the Word of God's my final answer, and that' always has to be the final answer well your your body's saying. You're sick today. Well, the final answer is, I've been redeemed and I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Now, I can remember years ago getting hold of that and throwing up in the toilet quoting Scripture. Did not want to quote Scripture then. It was hard to quote, quote Scripture then, but I'm actually, you know, it's a bad picture, but hugging the bowl and saying, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. Now, you feel pretty much like a nut. You know, nobody's looking, no one's around. But, but you're making these, these statements because it's the truth. And the truth overrides the circumstance. You know, it might be the fact. You know, you've heard something. It might be the fact right now. But the truth is, is greater than the facts. So, so you get to the place that you know, you're doing that, and you have to keep on. You keep on doing that. And you can get to a place where you can be strong in faith or not so strong. I've recognized when I've been stronger in faith. Uh, I was, one of the times I've been strong in faith, I was uh, in my garage and it has a little step off. I stepped off and I twisted my ankle. I've twisted enough playing basketball and stuff. I I did a number on it. And um, it was just, I could not um, put any weight on it. But I was in a place of faith at, at that time. I was built up. And I just go, nope. And I started walking around yelling in my garage. Ellen stuck her head out. What in the world's going on? I said, nothing, I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm doing, uh, I'm just doing a Jericho march around my, my garage and about the third time, or whatever, there was no pain. I could I just started jumping going around then. And, and so, uh, what about other times? Maybe you're not as strong. You go, oh, boy, in, in Jesus' name. And you just kind of get out. And then you better hit a point where you take authority and get get on that thing. But the what we want to do as ministers we've got to encourage people because everybody's in a different place and especially those that going through uh long-term things we got to be encouragers and I want to thank everyone praying for my mom she's doing much better um she is walking around the house now and with her walker and um doing her exercises and so it's you know it's a blessing and um uh bless all those that are taking care of patients. <laughs> you are heroes <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Because uh, I've got help, my sister and and people helping me is, is a lot. It is a lot. But it's, um, it's of course, worth it because of uh, our love for uh, our loved ones. But you see on your sheet here, I guess we need to look at this since we got here. <laughs> Number one is the utmost importance that you, that you make God's word the final authority in your life. You must be, become convinced in your heart, knowing clearly from the scriptures that healing is a purchased possession for you. Make up your mind that you will not settle for anything less than what he promised for your life through his word. And, and you can look up these scriptures, but the, the, the word has got to be that final authority. You've got to be totally convinced. That means every day you've got to put the word in you. Because we're in the information highway. And I tell you, if, if we spent half the time on the word of God as we do, getting on the Internet and studying the, our disease or our ailment, we would be healed. We'd be healed. But there's so much information, and it's addictive. Information is addictive. And uh, it can happen to you easily. I mean, the Lord told me the other night, and I have been just watching massive news. I can get on the political scene. I was watching all this stuff, and it was like, stop. And I realized I was overdosing, and... uh, need to just pull the plug you got to pull the plug and uh i can't i'm one of those that can't just you know pull it just back a little usually i just have to pull the plug (laughs) because i'm either in or i'm out and uh i have to go that way but you know when i first got saved the lord had me um pull the plug on on music and um as far as, um, I had, I love music, I had albums, I I filled up my whole car full of albums, because I knew I had to get rid of these, and, um, and I'm not saying, you know, um, on music bad, Uh, That's just something the Lord had me do, and, uh, so, um, I realized what happened to me. I was listening to some music, and uh, for the first time, I think I heard the words. After I gave my life to the Lord, I heard the words. I go, "Oh my goodness, this is the most ungodly stuff." <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of it, uh, you can go. I can hear the the music now, and and the words will come. And I can go to go to a movie theater, and and. They'll be playing some of the old old ones. And I'm singing along and go, oh my goodness, I'm singing contrary to Scripture. I'm singing some sin here. Like, I'm getting into it. I've got a beat going. Hey! <laughs> and he, and anyway, the light bulb came on. And I, I listened to all kinds of music. And, you know, the Doors, Led Zeppelin, all this stuff. All this, this music and um, the... It, Finally, when the, uh, the pusher thing came on the doors, so everybody know the song, okay, it's G.D., the pusher. Anyway, I said, that's enough. Uh, it's all over. So anyway, filled up my car, and I find uh, a warehouse that has one of the big dumpsters. And I decided, well, I might as well have some fun with this. So I parked a ways away, and I made a little of flying saucers. And I tried to hit, and they'd smash if I, you know, hit inside. And and finally, got actually a little audience. You know, some teenagers come, and they're all watching me do this, and they're looking at me longingly. You know, they're wanting these albums. And I thought, I actually thought I could give these someone. I thought, well, no, I can't do that because I'm just passing on what I'm not supposed to be listening to. So, so I just kept on doing them. I picked up an album. I go, oh, come on. Lord, Mamas and the Papas. There can't be anything <laughs> here. And this true. I looked down. It was Devil's Daughter. I said, I'll oh, forget it. <laughs> and I, I did them all. And um, and I will say now, i listen. Lord, allow me a few years to listen to some other music. It's not, I, I believe there's neutral. It's not, you know, has to be bad. But, um, Anyway, I don't know what my point was. Oh, I had to unplug. <laughs> I just unplugged. And, in fact, I started doing youth ministry. We started doing backward masking, playing stuff backwards. And uh, that is quite a, I mean, I did it so often, you know, it started, you just felt ill. My we had kids that listened, and they burnt, we burned albums, and they... Just all these people, kids would bring in all their music. And when you listen to it backwards, it was interesting because we did. I had a friend that had them all. And uh, we played stuff backwards. And we found a whole lot of stuff. Even played Christian music backwards and found Christian messages in them. And it was not put there on purpose because when you hear, it wasn't like the, the Beatles, I don't know if anybody... And the Beatles, they had some backward masking. They put in there. Paul was dead. You know, that's just normal. But these others were, were different. And um, the, um, that another one bites the dust. And you play it backwards, it said, smoke marijuana. Smoke, wear marijuana over and over. And uh, one of my favorite songs was Stairway to Heaven and played it backwards, and it said, Oh, to my sweet Satan. And it just about, I know, I go, what? But but here's the thing. Times change. This is many years ago, and times change. Now they don't don't need backward masking. They just say it, you know, straight out. Uh, But back then, it was very interesting the way... Um, and they say the kingdom of darkness, when you read stuff about it, is all opposite. It's backwards. So you had these um, uh, different messages in there. And when you played the, the Christian stuff, it would have stuff that glorified God. Now, most of them didn't have anything. I mean, we listened to mounds and stuff. And then we got into investigating albums. And there were symbols, satanic symbols in them, and stuff. And anyway, um, unplugging. I think probably most Christians we need to just unplug some things, and um, and just really put the word in. And, and sometimes it, it takes being quiet. Because I, I love to listen to messages, and you know we're always listening to word, but. Uh, what the Lord was ministering to me too to unplug, is to really get quiet for Him and get in the Word, just me and Him. And there's nothing like that, just getting with Him and letting Him speak to you. And, uh, and write down what you believe He's speaking to you and let Him minister to you. And something in that, that quiet time, that meditation time, that you can hear so strongly, so clearly, and get direction. But anyway, number two, receive your healing by faith and prayer before the Lord. Settle it before the Lord. Write down the date when you received it by faith. That's what we used to do. Said so you draw a line in the sand, and don't do this immediately. You you do number one first to where you're convinced and taking that this is the final authority, the word of God. And you, when you're ready, pray you write down that I am healed from this date on. And uh, the date you received it by faith is very important. You need to know for certain when you received your healing. By doing so, it will aid in abolishing doubt, fear, and unbelief. See what happens, the enemy can come and say, Did you really mean that before? (laughs) Maybe you just need to start over and pray again type thing. So he kind of comes very slyly with this doubt, unbelief, where you were certain that you did it before and you know you did. Write it down, and it can actually be ammunition uh, to stand in faith. Because the enemy comes and says, no, this date I was healed. I received my healing this date. You need to know for certain when you received your healing. By doing so, will aid in abolishing doubt, fear, and unbelief. When the devil devil attempts to convince you that you're not going to get healed, just put on a smile, smile on your face, tell him in, he's too late. You've already received it by faith. Then quote the date to him. Then command him to leave. I suggest taking communion when you get ready to receive your healing. As the juice. And the bread are symbolic elements of the covenant. His body broken and bruised for our healing. And the blood shed for the forgiveness of our sins. You'll note in 1 Corinthians 10, 16 that Paul refers to the communion as the cup of blessing. If you do a word search on the word blessing, you'll find that means empowered to succeed. Jesus' redemption work on the cross purchased the blessing. The empowerment for success and victory for you to experience and joy in the here and now. So, write down and you can minister to people get to write down this thing. And, and you can know if they're ready to write down by asking them a few questions. Because they need to be, you know, convinced. Number three, print out copy-paste certain selected scriptures that you feel the Holy Spirit specifically pointed out for you to stand on claim as your inheritance. Commit some to memory as they're your ammunition scriptures to speak out when doubt says otherwise. <clears throat> it's important, and you get this back from the Old Testament, the principle that Israel put the scriptures on doorposts. They put them uh, before their eyes constantly. They even had some they uh, were on their body, and uh, put it before you. And um, I was jokingly telling uh, Ellen that we need to put a sign on our dogs. And just uh, tape it on them or get on them somehow. And, uh, but I think we're going to do it. I think it wasn't a joke. I think they do. It. Or a collar. A collar. Yeah. <laughs> there, a pair of collar. I like that. <laughs> With the scriptures on it. But. What it does, it reminds you, you should have it your, your mirror, if you're believing for healing, your mirror should have it on there. It, it should be scripture there, something to get you, and you speak it forth. And you say it every time you look in the mirror. Because we've got to take advantage uh, of those times that, that we have. So it, it's important that you, you get it out there. Even if you've memorized it, uh, it is good for when you're away but I say read it and say it because you're using another the eye gate, another century perception and, and speak it forth every time that you go in the bathroom or wherever have it there. It's, it's, it's powerful and it's scriptural, scriptural thing to do. Number four, daily read out loud the healing scriptures inserting your name in them or applicable making them personal to you. Meditate, ponder, chew on the truth of these scriptures. Remember the word of God. It's his personal love letter to you. Do this three times a day until your faith is built up for healing. Then once a day to maintain your faith. Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Build your faith and your doubts will, uh, will starve to death. So, <clears throat> always have your scriptures. Now, I think that Sometimes we try and meditate on too many scriptures. Just take you one or two and meditate and get those scriptures in you. And there's ways that you can do it. You can emphasize different words in that scripture, and it, it can mean uh, something different to you. And, and make it personal, you know. Bob, you're healed by the stripes of Jesus when Jesus hung on that cross, he took that bruising, those stripes. You know stripes? We talked about his bruising. It, it's not just the, the whip stripes. It's every bruising that he took on his body is really included in that stripes, bruising of his body. And it, the Bible says that his his appearance did not even look like a man after he took on our sickness, our disease. So, So we need to... we need to get aggressive and not mess around. We need to be much more aggressive uh, than we are. Uh, I've shared this before, but one time the Lord told me, uh, until you're just worn out, tired of a scripture, you have not got it in you. You're just beginning to get it in you. We think, well, I've heard that three or four times. Well, are you walking it out? Are you experiencing it? Uh, you know, you can never get enough. There's something that you can overdose on, there's something that you can go to extreme on, there's something that you can go to excess in the Word of God. <laughs> I'm so glad there's something. There's some spiritual food that you can eat all that you want. And all it does is get you fitter and fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger and stronger. It's always good food. It's always good good news. It's always good food. There's none in there. It's just, uh, oh, spit that one out. <laughs> Man, that was an old bone. That was terrible. <laughs> no, no, it's always good about you. It's always good. <clears throat> so hearing, hearing the word. Meditating. and And that's... That's really where you write on your heart is meditation. That's where you write on your heart. And where does faith come from? The heart. We're getting it in our heart. So meditation is the place that you get it in your heart. Number five, review, claim your scriptures every time doubt comes to your mind. Speak out faith declarations, what the word says about you and your healing. Don't entertain those thoughts of doubt immediately come out. Do the reverse of Mark four fifteen. Steal the devil's word immediately. He comes to steal the word of God from you. Steal his word immediately. Replace it with the word of God, your precious promises. 2 Peter 1, 1-3-4. Remember, the devil is after your faith. He wants you to believe in his ability to defeat the word of God in your life. Don't fall for that lie. The minute you begin to sense discouragement, catch yourself recognize what's going on, and immediately speak out the truth of God's word. Example, discouragement, you are a lie. Because I'm a child of God, he loves me. I'm the object of his affection. The Bible says no weapon formed against me will prosper. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, I'm an overcomer. Health and healing is in me now and is at work bringing forth the action of the word of life, the word of God. I am... Free from degeneration. I'm under the law of the regeneration in Christ Jesus. So we're being regenerated, not degenerated. Amen. Hallelujah. <coughs> and there comes a point, you guys, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Have you accepted him as your healer? I mean, I accept Jesus as my healer, as my deliverer, as my freedom, as my peace, as my joy as my debt consolation uh, my provision, my provider, the God who is always present with me lives on the inside of me. Because really healing's inside of you right now. Healing's there. People die of sickness and disease every day who are believers, who have the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ resident on the inside of them. And once you discard this body and you're before the Lord, your spirit, and your soul, you recognize, oh, I was healed the whole time. <laughs> I have it. It's mine because he paid the price. Number six, speak blessing over your body. Speak in line with the word of God regarding your situation. Don't focus on and speak the problem. Focus on and speak the answer. Your words are powerful. See Mark 11, 23, 24. Do, we do not deny that sickness or disease is present. However, we deny its right to stay. Example, sickness, disease, you have no right to stay in my body. First Peter 2.24 tells me that by the stripes laid upon Jesus, I was, past tense, healed. I agree with the word and I call my body healed in Jesus' name. I command you to go. You have no place here. Body, I call you blessed in Jesus' name. I call you strong, vibrant, and healthy, permeated with a full And full of the life of God. You know that if you can speak, and I mentioned this before, that they've done tests where they've taken plants and they've called this plant blessed and this one uh, cursed. And they've watched them. And the plant that you spoke blessing to just flourishes. The other dies. They've taken water, just a cup of water. And they've blessed it and said, you're beautiful water. You're, you're pure water. You're just beautiful, sparkly water. And the other said, you're nasty water. You're just uh, sickly water. And then they've studied that water. And the water that was blessed has beautiful crystals. says it's just awesome to look at just how beautiful beautiful it is and the other is just yuck just darkness just terrible but something to think about think about us think about if that water could speak to itself put that one what if that water could speak to itself I'm beautiful water because God made me I'm beautiful water because of Jesus Christ. Think if that water could speak to itself instead of a person coming three times a day at a point of time and say, you're blessed water. What if the consciousness or the soul of that water could be so renewed that any time something said you're ugly water, immediately goes, no, I'm beautiful water. I'm pure. Look at these beautiful crystals that are forming in me. And what if that water would be so much more powerful. But let me tell you, we have. We're the water. We have the right and the authority and the power to bless our bodies. And scientifically, they have proven that wherever you speak to your body, your body will take the commands from your brain and start to act on what you've spoken to it. It will function that way. So when you start calling your body blessed, your body starts lining up with that word and starts getting blessed. It starts getting stronger. Instead of, and, and here's what we do, we'll, we'll mix it, you know. You're blessed. My body's blessed. My body's blessed. Then we have a tweak of pain. Oh, it's just, well, it's my age. Or it's just, the weather changed. Well, let me help you. The weather's always changing. You need to change your faith if you're hanging on to that. (laughs) The weather's always going to change. But how about this? The weather inside of me is constant and not changing. It's always the same. It's always blessed. It's always full of God. And sickness and disease doesn't have a right in my body. And I'm blessed and healed by the stripes of Jesus. Because your body has a constant temperature that's just right for the Word of God to flourish and bloom in your life. So we got to speak. we got to speak blessings for our bodies. It doesn't mean that we're perfect in this because none of us are. But the good news, if you mess up, you say, Man, I'm just, my body feels like it got ran over by a train this morning. Well, your faith isn't in that. Your heart, not unless you start training yourself in that. Now you just pick something. No, that's not true. My body feels like I'm in the train. I'm just going down the track like a locomotive. Man, oh man. Nothing can stop me. In fact, when I come to a crossing, these rails go down. I just keep on going. <laughs> so you just pick yourself up. And sometimes, well, I don't want to tell my spouse this. Well, have a little trigger words. I mean, that's what Ellen and I, you know, I don't want, you know, she something's hurting or something like that. So you don't have to go into explanation. I know what's going on because I know her and we talk, communicate. Just this is the the word. You, say, you tell me, appreciate prayer, I've got it. I know, we're going after it. <laughs> Don't go into all the details. let just, just hit it. Amen? Amen? And get the blessing uh, going. Number seven, make praise and worship on an everyday part of your life. Rejoice in at the promises for your life is in Christ. He truly deserves our adoration for He is our everything. He has given us the victory. Praise and worship will help you to be victory-minded. Number eight, use the authority which has been given you by the Lord. And we talked about this to not only come against sickness and disease, also to run off doubt and oppression that may be harassing you. Lay your hands on yourself, command sickness to leave, command your body to line up with the Word of God, tell doubt and unbelief and mental questioning to go in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a person of faith. I believe the word. Number nine. This is very important. Take time each day to get quiet and listen to the Lord. Talked about this. Let him minister to you and encourage you. He's the comforter. A good time to do this is right after you spent a little time in personal praise and worship. Psalms 10, 100 verse 4. We learn to... Recognize his voice. He will also illuminate the scriptures to you, get you back on track if you need it. It is also a wonderful place to receive direction from him. You need to develop your relationship with him in this vital way. Christianity is not religion, but the right to a personal, intimate relationship with him, fellowship with him. Number 10, check yourself out before the Lord for any unforgiveness or any open doors you may have to the enemy. Repent and make changes as quickly as possible. Don't forget about your provision and uh, his provision, I should say. Your provision, I guess it's all First John 1, 9, that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unforgiveness. So get rid of uh, all the blessing blockers. So we want to take care of that. Especially we're believers. God's, you know, speaking to us. You're ministering to unbeliever. You don't have to really even go there. Just um, minister healing to them. Then get them saved. You know, one thing about when you have 12 steps, it sounds like a lot of steps, but you can just mold this into your life where it's not just because we're all busy people. Um, Number 10, check yourself out for the Lord. We did that. 11 Continue in your normal daily devotions, Bible reading, learning, growing, maturing, um, irrespective of your situation. Joshua one eight, also begin to journal the little gems of truth the Lord reveals to you in your daily devotions. They will serve as an anchor to your soul. It's referred back to them when they go and get stuff. And I think that's just good whether you're believing for healing or whatever. I've got notebooks full of stuff and just uh, writing, you know, what the Lord speaks or he'll give a revelation on something, show you something different than, you know, seen before. And those things are are powerful to go back and uh, look at. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, Number 12, finally stand and keep on standing. Dig your feet in, refuse to be moved from the truth of God's word. Ephesians six ten through 18, don't waver because, as it says in James 1, 6 through 7, that person will not receive from God. Never let go of the promise. Know the difference between a miracle and healing. Miracles are instant. Healings are progressive. Important read Mark four twenty six through 29. This describes the law of progression as the norm for the kingdom of God. And this is uh, interesting here. Be careful not to put your healing in first place. We do not want to become an idol. Keep the Lord and your relationship with him and your love for him in first place. And let's not grow weary while doing good, doing the word for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Galatians 6, 9. It's so easy to make an idol out of the thing that we're believing God for. And we want to keep our relationship you know, right before him. And uh seen people do it, um, they're almost uh even faith, you know, it's almost like they can get to a point where they're worshiping faith instead uh, the one we have faith in. So it, it can be any area. I've seen people that um their thing is finances for, you know for the kingdom, but it's almost like they it's a, it's a thin line there. You can cross over where you're worshiping the money, the thing that's uh, produced from your relationship with the Lord. But we've y'all always got to keep our relationship as is, is number one, you know, before. But these, these are kind of based on uh, something that Kenneth Hagin, uh, years ago, um, the, the woman who, who pressed in that it said, the Lord told him four things that she did. If anyone do, does those four things, they would receive from God. And said she heard, she heard that Jesus was the healer. And how did she know to press through the crowd and come up behind him? To, because she heard he was the healer. And when you stay it out, there's healing in his wings. She actually grabbed hold of the wings that were hanging down from his... Uh, robe uh, and she was grabbing hold, saying you're the savior that's what she was doing says you're the savior and my faith is in you and there's healing in your wings so she grabbed hold of it and I have to bring a prayer shawl sometime and show you but she grabbed hold when she grabbed hold she was saying you're lord and you're savior you're the redeemer and you're also the healer and so she heard this. I said she came, and she spoke. She said, "If I can just touch the hem of his garment." She spoke this. So she's saying this. She hears a bame and says, "If I can." Do, and she probably knew the, the scripture about healing the wings. So she's saying, "If I can just get to him and touch the hem of his garment, if I can just." So she she heard it and she's speaking it. And then the next step is acting on it. The reason we have people we pray for them and act on, do what you couldn't do, they're acting on their faith because faith is an action word. So she acted on it, and she went to great limits. I mean, she's crawling to get to him through a massive crowd. And even when Jesus turned and said, who touched me, she was afraid because she knew that she was breaking the law. I mean, she was not, she should have been stoned to death uh, to, be, to be out there for the issue of blood. She should have been wiped out, you know, but uh, he turned and said, who touched me? Of course, the disciples go, what are you talking about, Jesus? You know, Master, look at all this crowd. But he said, no, there was a touch of faith. Someone touched me and believed. And they received, and, and of course, you know the rest of the story, but so you, she heard, she spoke it, she acted in faith, and the fourth one was she received, and the Lord told Ken Hagin and said, "Anyone that does those four things can receive anything from me powerful, powerful and and he ministered that, and he had I have a friend whose uh, wife actually um, she went insane. That's what happened to her. She uh, just had a total breakdown. She was out. He, he put her in the back of his car and she just laid out, just like a, a zombie, more or less. And he said he drove all the way to Tulsa, all the way to get before Kenneth Hagen, and said that there's a meeting on, on. He comes in and they have a um, uh, a, I think he said a, they had a wheelchair line, or he got a wheelchair or something. It's up there. And uh, Kenneth Hagen was ministering these four things. And they prayed, prayed for her, and said she snapped into her right mind. And today she is still in her right mind. So it was literally, he said, it was like she was raised from the dead. How? Hearing. Speaking, he said, "If I can get get there and acted on it and received." And, we're, and that's thank God that we're, we're in a day where there's revelation that we, all of us as believers, we have the right to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We have a ministry of reconciliation. And you can lay hands on yourself. I've done it. I've smacked myself. No. Lay hands on yourself. (laughs) Speak to that foot. Speak to that knee. Whatever it is, speak to it. Because it hears you. Jesus spoke to the fever. His mother-in-law. He was a smart man. He didn't speak to his mother-in-law. He spoke to the fever. (laughs) He didn't say, mother-in-law, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. He said, no, I rebuke this fever. (laughs) And the fever heard Jesus speak and left. Sickness and disease hears you speak. Hears you speak. When you speak to it, it hears. Now you gotta to speak to it in his name. But that body part hears Jesus and His authority, because that's authority we walk in. So then you take Mark four. That progression, there's a seed. You know, we want things instantly, but some things progressive. I believe for the instant. I believe for that. Miracle, I believe. But, at the same time, if pain goes down, that's God's power working in you. Even if pain doesn't go down. I've had people where pain increased. Isn't that a, a fun one? <laughs> it's still working. You, you got to believe it. And you, you stand on it and you refuse anything else. And you're not perfect because, and that's the reason we got Jesus. We don't have to be perfect. He's perfect for us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's more. There's a, there's a lot more. When you look at Jesus and his ministry, they were all healed. We've got to be at the point where we know if someone comes for, for prayer, they are taking some action, we have to have enough faith for them to be healed. We gotta step our game up, so I'm saying. <laughs> we can get get that going, we will fill the place. Fill it. Easy. In the dreams where I was seeing a hundred people in wheelchair coming to one service, they were all coming lined up out this door. They were being rolled in, being prayed for, getting out of their wheelchair and walking back out. Our biggest problem and issue was putting these wheelchairs somewhere. I mean, it it was something. Parking was all the way down Goodman. It was just massive. And people were just coming in getting healed, and leaving. I mean, you can be- believe for that. We've got to see it. Yes. We've got to believe it. And we've got to start ministering out. And you, get, you pray for someone, you invite them and get them to the healing center because tell them, you know, what you're experiencing now, that there is an enemy who hates you and he's going to try and steal from you. But he can't do it if you don't let him. So we need to know some truths and some principles to stop him. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 662- 662 890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277